Welcome to Creative Friday. Mark Danolo here, Art School MBA and CEO of Sales Globe. And it's that day of the week that we take a fresh look at creative, data-driven problem solving. In this episode, I want to look at sales compensation complexity, and I want to give you five ways to simplify your sales compensation plan. Our plan is too complex. The reps, they, they don't understand it. It's too labor-intensive to measure and manage and administer. These are the kind of things I hear from leaders and companies that I work with. Reps spend hours trying to audit their commission statements because they don't know how they got paid. I was doing some interviews recently, and one of the reps I interviewed said, I'm getting my bonus payment next week, and I don't know if I'm getting paid $3,000 or $30,000. That was concerning to hear that. I've also heard numerous times, I'm not sure how my incentive pay is calculated. I, I just do the right thing. So it's clear in those situations, the plan isn't driving the right behaviors. We conducted a recent survey at Sales Globe, and we found that 38% of companies cited plan complexity as one of their top three sales compensation challenges. So it's a big issue. At its core, the sales compensation plan is a communication tool. I mean, it'd be a lot easier just to pay base salary and not go through all the work of designing a plan and, and, and modeling and trying to figure it out and getting people to understand it. But we want to get something across to the sales organization, to each salesperson. So the message has to be really clear in this communications tool, which is the sales compensation plan. The problem is that most companies tend to complicate their sales comp plans. We put too much in the plan and we end up confusing the rep. Or we give them choices they can make, like what I call the buffet plan. So I don't like the roast beef, I'm just going to eat the green jello. It's easier. But roast beef is our strategy. So why do we complicate the plan? Because we can. Because we have really smart people designing sales compensation plans and they can do that. They can engineer plans to be really complicated. It's because we try to control too much. And the sales compensation plan isn't a remote control device. It's because we put so much work into the compensation plan. We put in months and all sorts of investment and we want to show something for that. But one of the great ironies of sales compensation is that often after we've done all that work, the best answer is the answer that's extremely simple. So you might be afraid of hearing something like, well, that plan is so simple. We could have just done it in the conference room in a couple of hours. Well, no, you really couldn't have because sales compensation problem solving, it takes an understanding and an interpretation of the strategy, of the sales roles, of the rules of engagement, and then it takes elegant and clear design. It takes effective goal setting, and then it takes change management and communications that reinforces the plan and helps get the results. You can't do that in the conference room in a few hours. So how can you simplify your sales compensation program? Here are five ways. Number one, create clarity on what C-level goals are critical for each job. C-level goals are those priorities of the business that have to be accomplished in order to be successful. And what we do is we try to understand what C-level goals are important to each of the leaders of the company, and then what C-level goals each job can control and what it must do. C-level goals at their core are five different areas. They're market priorities. So what do we want to focus on in terms of customers or types of segments? They're offer priorities. What do we want to focus on in terms of certain products or services? There are coverage priorities, which means how do we want the sales organization to work? There are talent priorities, meaning what kind of talent do we want to acquire and retain? 
And of course, their financial priorities. So what do we want to accomplish financially with the plan in terms of revenue, profit, productivity? And ask the question, out of all those big priorities for the organization, what must each sales job do and what can each sales job control? Make sure you get clarity on that. Number two, reduce multiple measures. Each plan should have no more than three measures in the compensation plan to keep the message simple and maximize the impact of each measure. And you want no less than 20% weight on each of those incentive measures to keep the incentive significant. Number three, eliminate nested components. What I mean by that is you say, well, the plan really is very simple. We've got a revenue measure and we've got a profit measure. But then within that revenue measure, you also have several different products and you have several different product quotas and you have different payout scales. So the nesting makes the plan look like it's really simple on the surface. But when you get into it, when the rep starts operating under the plan, it's actually a lot more complicated and it starts to mix the message and make it harder to understand. Number four, determine what should be paid for versus what should be managed to. So the compensation program is not a remote control device, and it shouldn't contain every factor that's important for the job. You want to start by understanding what the job must do, but then you're going to pay for just the essential measures that are related to results, and you're going to allow managers to manage to the rest. I mean, there's a reason you have managers. They have a job to do. They manage. So just put in the plan what you must have in the plan and manage to the rest. And number five, Look at your performance measures and migrate to the top of the performance measure cube. The performance measure cube basically lays out the different dimensions of performance measures. It's in the book, What Your CEO Needs to Know About Sales Compensation. One side is the measures themselves. The other side is the pay frequency, monthly, quarterly, annually, greater than an annual period. And the other side is the level individual, team, division, and company. Well, on the measure side, you want to push as far to the top as you can. And at the very top of the performance measure cube are your financial measures. Those are the measures that show up on the financial statements, the income statements, measures like revenue, profit, or even units. The next level down are your strategic or your customer measures. They look at how you're going to get to your financial measures. So they might be things like product mix, or maybe the mix of type of customer business, so new customer versus current customer. So if you look at your financial measures, it's kind of like a gas pedal. It's saying, we want more revenue, and more revenue is better. If you look at your customer or your strategic measures, it's like a steering wheel. It says, well, more revenue is better, but we really want it in certain products, or we want more new customer revenue. So stay with those two levels, if at all possible. The next level down are your forecast measures, like your milestones and activities and events, which get a little bit subjective. And then you've got your qualitative measures, your classic key sales objectives or MBOs, kind of what I call the swamp of performance measures. So stay at those top two levels, your financial measures and your strategic and customer measures, and that will help you simplify your plan. So next time you realize your plan is too complex or you start hearing complaints about how complicated the plan is and you need to simplify, first ask, why is it happening? And then look at these five ideas on how to simplify. So try this idea in your Freedom Friday and every day.